We're back, babies. I hope you missed us. <laughs> we are back from our little sabbatical where we were sabbaticaling it up. And now we are back with renewed energy coming back at you with more episodes of Total Reboot. I was on sabbatical. You were on Sabbatical Star Galactica. <laughs> yeah, I was on Sabbatical Galactica. I was playing uh, Romulus, my father, and all that stuff. I was playing a Zordron. You love that sort of stuff. It's exciting to be back. We've got a great mini series mm-hmm. coming up. But before we dive into that, let's talk about something incredibly serious and important. Incredibly exciting, incredibly serious, incredibly important. It is your chance to witness Total Reboot. The thickness. (laughs) Witness the thickness of two beautiful pudgy boys (laughs) up on stage talking about cinema. Not just any cinema. Cinema that happened between the years 2010 and the years 2019. That does not include The Hangover. Yes. That happened earlier. <laughs> it does not include movies such as The Hangover. Or Disney's The Kid. <laughs> <laughs> what else is free? Charlie Chaplin's The Kid. Okay, great. Um, that's it. They're the only movies <laughs> yeah. from free. That I can really think about Time Bandits. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> So everything after 2010, all the great movies Such, that have been released. We're going to be talking about awesome movies. We're going to be basically what we used to do on Blank Slate at the end of every year. We would do like our version of the Oscars. We go best picture, best or best film, best movie, best Malcolm, which is in the middle of a film and a movie, mm-hmm. uh, best documentary, best uh, animated movie, best funny comedy, worst movie, performances and stuff. Yeah, all the cool shit. Uh, we're going to step through the teens. We're going to be laughing. We're going to be goofing. We're going to be getting serious. And sploofing. It's going to be a sploof. Oh, spoof, I meant. Shit. <laughs> Shit, edit that out. Can't do it. Oh, God, they're not going to do it. So come to that on October 5 at the Powerbomb Comedy Festival. We've got the ticket details in the show notes. They're pretty cheap tickets. And if you're a subscriber to the Patreon, you get two for the price of one. So you can bring a friend. No, you probably don't listen to podcasts outside the privacy of your own ears, but invite a friend. It's going to be a beautiful live experience. <laughs> we probably won't be releasing this in the main feed till maybe much later. So if you want to see it, it's going to be pretty much a singular one-off event. So come on down and see it live. One question for you, Cameron James. Mm-hmm. An ancillet. <laughs> <laughs> An ancillet. An ancillet. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No, but I have dabbed with the devil. You did a couple of dabs. Yeah, I dabbed with the devil. It's millennial shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you wouldn't get it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, of course, 58 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I did the Fortnite dance with the devil. Really? Yeah, yeah. God, backpack boy style? <laughs> yeah, backpack boy style, Oh, man. God, I love backpack boy. He's one of the greatest superheroes to be born in my lifetime. Speaking of superheroes. Oh, really? What on earth are we doing here? here pal well pal we are discussing and dissecting cinema through the lens of reboots remakes and rip-offs and the reboots reboots makes and repoofs that we are discussing <laughs> at the moment uh we are going through the batman versus the joker series we talked about the original 1966 batman movie this week we're going to be discussing the 1989 blockbuster hit classic spectacular tim burton directed sam ham written Michael Keaton starring Batman 1989. Wow, that was a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> uh, are you excited about this? I am excited about this. I love this movie. I mm. hadn't seen it in a long time. How long? Um, since 1989. Since 89. I saw it day 
one in cinemas. You lined up. I lined up as a little 28-year-old man <laughs> watching this movie, getting excited with all my toys. Yeah. I was upset at the casting of Michael Keaton. Yeah. I'm like, how could the guy from shit like um, Mr. Mom and um, Beetlejuices and um, what's the one that he did with Night Ron shift? Howard's? Yeah, Night Shift. How can this funny fucking guy not be cast as a joke maker? He's in cast instead as the the caped crusader. Who did they cast as the joke maker? They cast a guy who's known as a serious actor from stuff like um uh e uh Five Easy Riders. Oh yeah, god yeah, I love Five that. Easy Riders, Chinatown, um Shinings. Shining Town, <laughs> really cool stuff. Like really interesting movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they got that guy Prince to be the joke honor. maker. <laughs> yeah, they got him to play the joke maker. And I'm like, um, can you flip this? Can you absolutely <laughs> flip this? I want Jack Nicholson, who's known as being quite serious and scary, <laughs> as play playing Batman. to play Batman. Don the cape, the cow, and I'll recognize his smile. It's unmistakable. And you got a funny cut-up guy. Of course, at this time, I hadn't seen Clean and Sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, of yeah. course, would have changed my mind to see him play a dramatic junkie. Definitely, yeah. Because Batman's yeah. a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> so you loved Batman 1989. I loved Batman Everything about it, from the Prince soundtrack to that grimy, gritty, 30s-inspired... Gotham City Streets. Yes, those Gotham City Nights. <laughs> you loved it. Yeah. I I think I loved it too, mm. but I think I when I rewatched this movie, yeah. I realized that I was thinking a lot about Batman Returns. Yeah. All my love for this movie was in fact for Batman Returns. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard not to talk about that movie too because I love that even more. It's better. I would say Batman Returns at one point in time was the scariest thing I ever saw in my life. Okay. Oh, there is a scene in that movie where I know what it is. It's where Penguin mm. is fuck ugly, Danny DeVito, <laughs> and then Michelle Pfeiffer, super sexy as Catwoman, and she puts a bird in her mouth. Yeah, I knew it was. And be that. seeing that as like a kid, it was on TV. I think we were watching the video or something, or maybe mm. some older cousins, and it, I started crying. I burst into tears because you were hungry. Because I want some. You wanted a little spatchcock. <laughs> I want a quail, mama. <laughs> mama, give me a quail. <laughs> but you know, I had a beautiful bird. I had a pet, really? budgerigar, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny the budgerigar, named after name. Johnny Boxer. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite actor, <laughs> Johnny Boxer. God, free Boxer, free him. <laughs> We've got to get him out. I'm going to bust him out. I also had a pet bird, by the way. What was it called? Pippi. After long sockings. And one day, one of her legs fell off. Pippin long stuff. It was really fucked up. Oh, <laughs> just sitting on the perch. Oh, and then she just fell off the she perch. She flew off and the legs were still there. And then her leg there. just stayed there. And oh, I was like, what the fuck? God. Excuse me, Pippi, what happened to your leg? <laughs> Pippi. Pippi, what happened to that leg? Pippi, speak to me. Yeah, she didn't say did Pippi. Did she know any words? She knew nothing. She was a God. little dumbass. Really? Anyway, couldn't even keep her leg on. <laughs> This is a tragedy. It was really sad. But anyway, I, I knew that was going to be the thing that fucked you up. Yeah. Yes, I think I all my memories of this movie mm. were in fact memories from Batman Returns yeah. with Jack Nicholson superimposed into it. Yeah. So I was a little bit shocked on my rewatch at a bunch of stuff I didn't even mm-hmm. remember. So we'll get into that. We'll get into it. This is a definitive classic, this movie, I think. This is like, it, it broke a lot of records, such as most times Batman said in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Any other records it broke? Um, most... most times someone's asked somebody if they've ever danced with the devil in the pale moon. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's number one. Yeah. It broke that record. Most characters. Oh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, characters. of characters in this movie, a lot yeah. of characters with names. Yeah. Uh, biggest waste of Commissioner Gordon. Oh, okay, yeah. He's not yeah. a character in this movie. Also, prop, you could say the same thing about Harvey Dent. Yeah. Biggest waste of Harvey Dent. You could say the same thing about Jack Palance. Most push-ups that performed at the Oscars. I am Jack Palance. I'm in this movie <laughs> for about 40 seconds. And I rule. He does rule. He's awesome. He's great friends with Bill. Crystal, that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Let's dive into this movie. 
1989, directed by Timothy Burton. Have you ever danced with the devil in a pale moonlight? The Dark Knight of Gotham City begins his war on crime with his first major enemy being the clownishly homicidal Joker, who has seized control of Gotham's underworld. This movie stars Michael Keaton as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, Jack Nicholson as Joker slash Jack Napier, Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale, Michael Goff as Alfred Pennyworth, Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, Robert Wall as a reporter called <laughs> Alexander, Alexander Knox. <laughs> Your favourite character in this movie. I did like him. I forgot he existed. Yeah. I forgot that character existed. Well, you don't remember the ads for Arliss on TV1 in I, Foxtel? <laughs> a lot of my memories are based around TV1's ads, but I don't <laughs> yeah, remember the Arliss ads. Me too. But I forgot this character existed. I remember always seeing ads for Arliss mm-hmm. and... Um, that one with Jay Moore in it. That TV show with Jay Moore that was Moore. called, like, Action. Oh, God. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> he plays, like, a sports agent. Oh, yeah. Or something. God, like Jerry Jay Maguire. Moore. Yeah, Jay Moore like, fucking Jeremy... doesn't exist. Now, does this he? is a funny little thing that I do in my life. Uh-huh. Jay Moore is in Jerry Maguire, right? Yes. So, yes, it's like yes. a movie, a TV version of that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fun thing that I do in my life. Okay. And you should do it, too. I uh-huh. want everyone listening to do it once or twice. It's funny. And you might not get a laugh, but it'll make you happy. Okay. Um, whenever I talk about the movie Jerry Maguire, I call it Jeremy Guire. Because <laughs> no one knows, but I know it. It's funny. So like, no one's ever said, did you just say Jeremy Guire? No, I said Jeremy Guire. <laughs> <laughs> so you that's something you do for yourself. A jokes belong to anyone. That is a real joke maker style. Yeah, the joke maker makes the joke for himself. True that. True, True that. that. Hey, See, I'll drink to that, man. I, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so, uh, so, Robert Will, you love him in this, but let's not talk about him at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to never say his name again, if possible. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's going to be hard. Are you about to go to the next 80 plus years of your life? another fucking shred of oxygen on this cunt. <laughs> Oh my goodness, you are vile, you're uh, nasty, wicked. you're I'm a wicked. wicked piece of work. I am wicked. Um, well, wicked. let's contextualise this frick in the movie. Sure. It was made for cinemas. Yes. <laughs> it had been uh, it 23, no, oh, 20, yeah, 23 years. years. Exactly to the day yeah. since Batman 1966, the film had been released. Mm-hmm. The TV series continued for one more season after that. It was three seasons in total, mm-hmm. plus one feature film. Three seasons and a movie. <laughs> hashtag. Got <laughs> that hashtag going. Movie. Uh, and then that is what defined Batman. Yep. And the character continued to evolve in comics um, to the point of it being quite psychoanalytical and scary. Mm. Very Freudian, mm. if you will. Mm. What kind of fucked up cunny spends his day as a playboy with a beautiful life and then at night goes out, puts on some fucking weird leather and then beats people up? Well, sounds like an interesting character to psychoanalyze. <laughs> and at this point, there it had become... It, it, like People would like talking about comics in a way that had... Uh, like There was criticism being applied to comics. There was a university that offered um, the opportunity, if you can come prove to the board that you have an interesting class that you can teach, you can teach it. And there was a guy who famously became very associated with Batman, uh, who went to that school and he said that, can I please teach a comics class? And the dean's like, excuse you, that's mm-hmm. so silly. You gotta, you're going to come teach the funny papers? Yeah, Garfield, very interesting, and, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. what Hagar. Hagar, the freaking <laughs> horrible. This, this is like a freaking Hagar horrible idea oh, to okay. me. all right. You're going to do the Wizard of Id? Yeah, Jeez so Louise. pretend you're the dean, and you're doing okay. a wonderful job already doing it. Thank I'm going to be the guy. Well, actually, can you give me a chance? Uh, no, I cannot. Okay. Well, how about this? Give me one second. All right. I'll give you one second. Okay. 
Bing, time's no, up. No, please. Tell okay, me. fine, fine. Tell me whatever they. Okay, here's but if my. If you say pitch. the words "ginger Megs," I'm gonna freak. I out. promise I won't. Okay. Um, can you tell me the story of Moses? Yeah, sure. Moses, uh, he's a guy who. Well, earlier his origin. Oh, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> well, then, uh, you know, I thought you went to Catholic school for the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember his origin story. Okay, well, um, Did his parents got killed in an alley. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, actually, if you like know the story of Moses, <laughs> he's um, he's like um, he's uh, he's like from another place. <laughs> <laughs> and then like everything goes to shit and then they put his parents put him a wicker basket in there and they play oh, him. Oh, that's they right. They send him up the river. Yep, yep, so yep, you, yep, can yep. you he tell goes, me the rest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes in the basket and they send him up the river and then... Yep. Um, Egyptians. Uh, he, the Egyptians take him and they yep. adopt him and uh, or something. raise him. Something and, like that. And then he like leads a group of people He becomes out a of hero of some kind. He becomes a hero. Yeah, okay, sure, now sure. roughly, I think that's what it is. Maybe he starts... Egyptian becomes Jewish. I don't know. I didn't read. Don't remember it either. <laughs> don't know which way it goes. But now, allow me to flip this upon you. Okay. Now, for no in particular reason, tell yeah. me the story of the origin of Superman because you like that shit too. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, he comes from a planet called Kryptonians. <laughs> he and then was all the way down to Earth. No, but how? In a rocket. Yes. Wrapped up in a red cape. Yep. With an S on it, which means. Uh, Hope or sexy or something, <laughs> and then <laughs> he gets super. adopted by these Kansas uh, lovely what are their couple. Names? One of them is called Martha. Martha Cunny <laughs> and Clark Cunny, and then they raise him, and then he realizes he's a hero and he saves people. Now, can you hang on a tick? Yes, I'm I, hanging on for ticks. I think I'm, I think I know what you're doing here. Yeah, you're telling me that Superman's story is the same as Moses. Absolutely, and can I point out this is maybe. When did this happen? 1989. It's like 60 years ago or something. And you were more familiar with the story of Superman than you were with Moses. Yeah, that's And true. that would have been the opposite back then. But it was guys like this lecturer that well, changed it. yeah, back it. then they wouldn't be familiar with <laughs> Superman because like, it, you know, it hadn't been written or whatever. No, it had been. <laughs> it had been. <laughs> okay, so that guy got ended up teaching our class. Yeah, teaching the class. He became attached with Superman. He was like, my next goal was to make the Batman movie. I want to mm. make, make a cool Batman movie the way that Bob Kane intended. Mm. The way that Bill Finger, who was tragically written out of history until recently as the creator of Super, of sorry, creator of Batman. Hmm. I've never heard of him. Well, Bill Finger was the co-creator of Batman. Bill Finger, I hardly know him. <laughs> okay, funny. <laughs> I'm trying to teach history right now. <laughs> so Bill Finger yeah. was a writer at DC Comics, okay. Detective Comics. Yeah. And Bob Kane, who's the cool guy that says he invented Batman, he... He invented Bartman. He invented the Bartman. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, you know, we've got to come up with a different character for um, Superman to be a different Superman. And he's like, okay, what about the Batman? Okay, here's a drawing of him. He's got big stupid wings and like has no gloves and just has a little domino mask. And then Bill Finger's like, hang on a second, this looks shit. <laughs> Let me draw a cowl instead of a domino mask. Let me put some gloves on him yeah. and we'll give him a cape with a cool fringe rather than he's got big wings that don't move. Yeah, that's cool. And then it became he became like the more he he kind of made Batman more we would know today for what he looked like. Fingered it. He fingered it. <laughs> yeah that's great so then the idea was in 1989 we got to get this new dark gothic version of batman onto the screen yes he continued going darker there was books like alan moore's killing joke mm -hmm. and jokes are known for killing in comedy clubs mm -hmm. but this it was a little different mm -hmm. this was a story where you saw multiple origins of the joker and it was fucking cool or whatever and tim burden didn't grow up reading comics they were too hard for him to read. Didn't know which panel to look at. That is true. He said that. And that was the first comic book that he knew how to read. And he was like, I want to make it like this. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then they, and then they did. And then they and really got... And they got Robert Wool in there. <laughs> oh, I don't want to... I think they cast he, Robert Wool. I wasn't going to bring it up, but they got Robert Wool. They were able to get him. <laughs> they were able to get financing to pay him. That's so good. And they were like, what if Albert Brooks... Was in a Batman movie. What if, <laughs> what if we cast? What if we got two characters? We got a hot blonde, 
Yes. Kim Basinger. Yeah. Uh, she's a Sybil Shepherd of her era. Mm-hmm. And we got a guy who's the Albert Brooks of his era. Yeah. What and if Robert... Oh, what if Albert Brooks, but less funny? Less funny and was like, what if Batman and Taxi Driver same? Yeah. But yeah, not yeah. Taxi Driver, yeah. just the funny guy that works in the office for Judge Ballantyne it's or whatever. It's so good that they got Robert Wool, but <laughs> let's not talk about <laughs> no, him no, anymore. No, I think I want to focus on <laughs> no, him. No, no, let's move away <laughs> I want to focus him. on him. Let's move away from Robert Wool's character. Now, they did get too controversial controversial casting uh, yes. opportunities here. We've already briefly touched on it. Mm. People wanted George Went, not Robert Wall. <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't do it. George Went was too busy. Too busy. He said, cheers, busy. Cheers, I can't do it. Cheers, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, pal. So then they went through, they went down the <laughs> line. They asked Kelsey Grammer. It's like, obviously, cheers, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson, he's on cheers too. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> they asked Ribbit, they asked Raya Pelman. <laughs> Raya Pelman. But in the end, they did settle on, uh, and they were able to get Robert Wall, which they, is really exciting. It was, it was controversial, yet really this exciting. This is going to be so annoying for anyone listening to this. <laughs> Everyone's like, everyone has definitely had to open up Safari and Google who the fuck Robert Wall is. Like, this who, guy. who are they talking I about? This guy. Well, let me, if you, if you don't have access to a computer and you're trying to imagine Robert Wall, imagine if... Um, if Kevin Pollock did an impression of Albert Brooks, <laughs> <laughs> and he got Robert Wall. Yeah, you got <laughs> You know, from Arliss. From Arliss. From the ads on TV One. Yeah, from TV One, Arliss. I never saw an episode of it. Never saw. The, don't remember the ads. I remember the S's with dollar signs. They left. The I, I should have asked you. What is the origin of Arliss? <laughs> So anyway, let's not talk about him everyone. Let's talk about the man of the minute. Let's talk about well there's two men of the minute. Yep. Oh, you've already mentioned that Michael Keaton was a controversial choice. Controversial choice. And then he won people over. People yes. immediately were like, This guy's fucking the definitive Batman. Fuck Adam West. This Fuck guy's Adam awesome. West to death, and I'm sure he'd love it because <laughs> he had a mention I've for such been things. fucked to death, Robin. And I liked it, baby. <laughs> Holy smokes, Batman. Your pelvis has been pulverized but, by the Joker. But Michael Keaton wouldn't say it like that. He'd be like, well, first of all, there is no Robin. So who yep. would he be talking to? I don't know. Just himself. Yeah. Anyway, using... i got to tell you, from re-watching this, um, I had given Michael Keaton a lot of cred in the yes. years. I've been going, you know, Keaton was such a great Batman. Probably one of the best Batmans ever. Top five. I got. I found him... I really, I got, I didn't like this movie. Really? really you fucking betrayed. I really didn't like it. Re- I thought it was boring. And oh, I thought, good Lord. I thought Michael Keaton was, um, he only got like two moments to be Michael Keaton. And then the rest, it's like just kind of. That's fine. Anyone. It could be anyone. It could okay. be Robert Wool. <laughs> I don't think he could do it. I think it could have been Robert Wool. God, well, if Michael Keaton wasn't available, they might have got to him. Yeah. Well, let me tell you who else was in contention for this role. All right. Mel Gibson. Yeah, it would have been better. No, yuck. He would have said some really fucked up things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, look, Michael Keaton did a very good job. Who else was, who else was uh, there? There was Bill Murray at one point. There was no. a version of this when they were trying to get a Batman movie up and running. They wanted freaking Ivan Reitman to direct, mm. and they wanted Bill Murray as Batman. Because is this two years after Ghostbusters? Uh, it would have been roughly around Ghostbusters time. And Good. guess who they wanted to play? Robin. You have to guess. Mm. Who's hot at A this hot time? A young male actor. From mm, the time. Or who's just hot? Oh, so it could be female. No. It's male. <laughs> <laughs> but not just like they are hot. I'm talking like their career at the moment is so hot. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Exactly. Yes. Correct guess. Correct guess. Mm. Really proud of you, man. There's no way in the world Eddie Murphy would have done that. Really? No. To put on tights? Oh, uh, he basically wore that outfit to do stand-up twice. But <laughs> 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 so like Michael Keaton, in my opinion. No. Michael Keaton. Hang on. i got to set this up. Okay. I don't talk it. over me. I'm go about to say it. something very funny. Go for it. In my opinion, Michael Keaton can't be Beaton. That was really good. Thank you. It's really funny. That's like joke yeah. maker shit. That's really yeah, good. I think it's exciting and hilarious. He is good. I think he's great. I'm a big Michael Keaton fan. Yes. I will never... You worship at his altar. That's why I'm surprised. I do. But I just think that 
he didn't in this movie. He didn't get enough opportunities to be Michael Keaton. He was just being... he's an actor playing character. I what know, are you talking about? I know, but the character is not that exciting. You don't go to fucking watch Joker this year in the cinema and go. I'm going to see Joaquin Phoenix. David Spade is not getting enough opportunity to be David Spade. He's too involved in being Riddler. I'm. <laughs> I think you want to see the movie star be some version of what they are mm. in a movie, and I think in this. Michael Keaton only gets like two opportunities to do what I think uh, makes him shine. One of them is the classic dinner part, dinner scene yes. where they're sitting on opposite ends of a long table. And he's like, oh, this is not good. I've never even been in the street yeah, in my whole which life. Which is famously an ad lib. Yes. Um, that is great. Yeah. And then the scene after that where they're having a more intimate dinner <clears throat> in the kitchen, very cute. Yes, it's Michael lovable. Goff as Alfred, who's like, <laughs> yes, I like to serve. Yeah. I'm a serve. Making us all feel better about yeah. the subservient class. Exactly. I love this dream job. Dream job to work for Master Wayne. Yeah. So, he. I just think uh, <laughs> it was a bit of a slow, boring movie for me. And you know what? This, you're going to hate this, man. Yeah, suck my ass. Too much time with Jack Napier, not enough with the Joker. Oh, I think that's... Why, why would I hate that? Tell me what about my personality would hate. You love the hate movies you like that. Chinatown. I love Shining Town. You I love, love them. You love, I love Jack Nicholson. I love keeping angry under management and stuff like I just that. didn't care. It took so yes, long fine. for him to become the Joker. I think that's a fine opinion because I agree. Good. I want more Joker. Also, it's just funny to watch it now and see that this is one of the first superhero movies. I know Superman had come out before. but one And of the also f- Batman. Not just, 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 yeah, Batman, true. Like, one of the first like blockbuster <clears throat> movies. Yes. And it's so... It's so differently paced to what we know it's as crazy, a right? now. It's quite slow. I think it's because we touched on this when we were talking about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies, mm. that the superhero movie beyond Superman didn't exist. Because <laughs> it's hard to classify this as a superhero movie, really. It's, it's like a noir. It's like a fucking noir, German expressionistic mm. kind of like... It's a movie that just lives in symbolism. And also, it's not an origin movie yeah. at all. It's not... Like, Which I'm really happy about. I think that... That's one thing that really works in its favor watching it again. Yeah. That's not an origin movie. There's origin elements, but it's kind of like this subtle mystery that you don't even know is unfolding of like, what is Batman? Who is Batman? Why is he Mm. this fucked up psycho who's, (laughs) you know, sleeps upside down and like, you know, has, is like kind of balding and stuff and like (laughs) has feathery hair. Mm. I love that he sleeps upside down. I think it's the stupidest thing. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so fucking stupid, and I love, uh, I love the scene when the Joker comes to Vicky Vale's house and Bruce is there as Bruce, mm. and he goes, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts!" I love that. It's like the most out of character thing I've ever seen. But I think that's what Bruce Wayne, he, like Bruce Wayne, is. Like, what is he? I think this is Michael Keaton defining what Bruce Wayne is. But it's before only... that, the take on the character is Adam West doing mm. one character for both. Yeah, true. This is this is Michael Keaton trying to find the definition of where the line is between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Look, I just think <clears throat> that Bruce Wayne's allowed a riff, Batman is not. I think Returns is better and a better performance Absolutely. from Yeah. I will not fault Michael Keaton because he is great in Batman Returns. Yeah. But I think in this I just got bored. That one shot in Batman Returns where Bruce Wayne is it's just like a shot on his face in a chair and looks like he's been up for like forty eight hours. His skin's like all white. The light is so bright on his face. Mm. But in like this kind of very soft way. Is, and he looks manic in his eyes. Is one of the best performances of Michael Keaton's career, that one shot. <laughs> and it's one of the best Bruce Wayne moments because it's just Bruce Wayne as Batman without a mask on, wearing Bruce Wayne's clothes. He He's great. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. We've, we've, we're going to disagree on this. Yeah. Um, and I know we can't dive too deep into it because we're not really talking about Batman here, but I think the... Um, I think the Schumacher Fuck you. movies are better. They suck ass. No, man. I, we can talk about... 
<laughs> You're getting like, emotional. I'm You're getting, getting emotional. I can't handle this. You're getting I rewatched Batman Forever. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, we'll probably talk about Returns mm. Forever. Because we're not going to talk about Schumacher. He doesn't have, didn't do a take on the Joker. Yeah. It's like, I'll watch at least one of them. Because I have fond memories of them. And I thought, because I'm someone who loves a camp aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I love camp humor. And I was like, this is, um, this is going to be a funny take. And I found Batman Forever to be painful. I was disgusted by What the was disgusting It's disgusting. It, what, can I ask you, what country does Schumacher come from? I don't know. Well, I would guess he's fucking Dutch because of the angles on everything. Every shot is a Dutch angle. Dude, in uh, Batman 66, every shot of the United Underground is a Dutch angle. It's I homage. I thought that was cool. I thought that's cool, and I didn't like the way Schumacher, Schumacher did it. everything he does is a homage to the 60s I can see Batman that, series. I found it disgusting. The colours. Tommy Lee Jones gives the worst performance of anyone's career. Yeah, but he's referencing <laughs> all these crazy <laughs> Robert characters Robert Wall could have done it. 66. <laughs> I like, they're, they're I... being crazy high energy to the we are lucky I, we are blessed to live in a world yes we where are Tommy we are Lee Jones gave mm. a bigger performance mm. than Jim Carrey what on earth I agree who could do that jo- only Joel Schumacher only Joel Schumacher could do that could make that true. happen he's the I, I was upset that I didn't like it. I loved I think it. Batman I think and Robin, it's more I, fun. Batman and Robin I could enjoy more because I think that is more where it goes full ball in it's a comedy movie but yeah, I think Batman but- Forever is still trying to keep these these notes of noir and stuff that I feel like don't work. There's a little bit of it, but I mean, I, I kind of like that it's like this day glow pop art toy commercial. It, it reminds me. That's why I like. But I think Batman Forever is not that. I think Batman and Robin is that. I think they both are. I think and Batman I'm, Forever is just suck. It's do you know what it reminded me Chris of? Chris O'Donnell. It reminded me like an orphan who's like a hundred. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell's in both of them, so you can't put. I know, that all but on I forever. like him. I think it's just it doesn't set up. But this, this is what it reminded me of. It reminded me of when I saw uh, Jurassic World at mm. the cinema when that yeah. first came out, and you get like twenty minutes into Jurassic World, and you realize that they uh, it's a filmmaker Colin Trevorrow doing his very best to make a subversive movie that is a mainstream Mm. movie and it's playing with the fact that it's a sequel and that it's also Mm. a toy commercial and all that shit. I think Schumacher did the exact same thing. He was given the brief, you need to sell toys, and he went, well, I'm going to make the weirdest fucking toy commercial ever. I just and think, just make sure everyone gives an insane performance. I think that he succeeds in Batman and Robin doing so because I feel like that's just fully stupid and it's funny and it's got dumb jokes. I think Batman Forever is not funny. That's why I found. I think if it was, if Batman Forever had a sense of humor, I could argue be on the same side with it you. Has but the I don't funniest think it man in the world in it, Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell crushed it. He absolutely crushed it. It's... Do you know when it was still going to be a Burton film, Burton-esque? Mm. Well, more Burton-esque than Simon Feldman, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was going to be Marlon Wayans. As Robin. As Robin. And there were even toys of Robert released. What? It was like concept art and toys and stuff released. I, I think that would be kind of cool. Marlon Wayne's awesome. career would have been so different. It'd be so different. Actually, no. Not really. It would have been exactly the same. same. If you look at the trajectory of Chris O'Donnell, yeah, yeah. Marlon Wayne's would have had the exact same career. Probably. Maybe even less successful. It might have been fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I just really liked them. They were the movies I watched when, when was I was the last a kid. time you watched Forever? Uh, like two months ago. Yuck. <laughs> Really? You liked it. I liked it more than oh, this. Because I watched I rewatched this yeah. about two or three months ago yeah. just by coincidence. Mm. And I got so bored oh. that I put on Forever as a palate cleanser. And God. I and I laughed the whole way through it. I thought it was That's great. like eating uh you're eating some sort of beef wellington. Sure it's not the best meal in the world, but it's fine. And you're like, Oh, I need a palate cleanser. Let me put a fucking a slug on my tongue. No, it's <laughs> to not. Cleanse, to crawl it's around like eating a, a beef palate. wellington and then you go, right, palate cleanser, I'm gonna get a zinger burger from KFC. <laughs> and it's better. It's oh better. God. It's more fun. And yes, a zinger is better than a beef wellington. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, and yes, it's lower class, but it's fucking fun dude oh god i can't agree i can't co-sign this opinion i that's why i brought it up because i knew you disagree and i, I think, think it's, it's hideous it's a hideous movie i think you're a child i think i am and too I think you're obsessed with darkness well, you obsessed. should embrace the light <laughs> oh yes i'm obsessed with dark i'm obsessed with brooding that's why i like this movie let's talk jack 
Oh, Jack Nicholson or Jack no. Napier? Which one? Are we oh talking God, about? where should we start? So, do you are you happy with Jack Nicholson's casting as the Joker? I am. Yes, I think there's only one person that could have done it better. Interesting. Who? Robert Wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, unfortunately, he'd already been cast as Alexander I Knox. I know. I know. It's a one real of the shame. greatest journalists of Gotham City. <laughs> It's a real shame, but I it's think... It's a damn shame. Nicholson is the second pick, and yeah. he's... There's actually no other actor of the era who probably could have done it when you look back at it. Robin Williams did lobby hard to get this role. But he, he hadn't done anything do dark yet, right? Uh, Wait, what about stand-up? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the darkest art forms. That's true, it is so, a dark art. Yeah. And also, he did heroin and shit, so... Really? From what I understand, he did stuff. That's awesome. I don't know. I've never looked into it. <laughs> I've never looked him up on Wikipedia. <laughs> well, let me tell you. He did do something quite dark <laughs> later on, okay? <laughs> so, Nicholson, I know you said Robin Williams lobbied hard for it. Yeah. But who else could have played the part? I don't think part? anyone could do it. Especially mm. this take on the Joker, where he's like this fucking gangster, this fallen gangster. Yeah, he's, um, what's his name from Chinatown? <laughs> Gone bad. Yeah, uh, Jack Giddies. Jake Giddies. Jake Giddies. Can Jake he only Giddies. play characters similar, to, similar his to his own name? I think, should we look up how many times Jack Nicholson has played a character called Jake or Jack? Because is he... Because I'm interested. He's Jack in the Shining, right? <laughs> Jack Torrance. Yeah. I'm like very interested to see how many times <laughs> he's played... And also Joker sounds like Jack. <laughs> like that's... Already the guy's done heaps. All right, already here we go. so many. All right, here we go. All right. His first movie, The Crybaby Killer, plays Jimmy. a guy called Jimmy. Close. The Wild Ride, Johnny. Yep. Close, close, close. Very close. Jay. Jay in Fight to Fury. Gino, the Hitman in the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, that's close. Mm, I don't think George is close enough. John. I reckon George counts. Chinatown. JJ Giddies. Yeah. Okay. Jack Torrance, The Shining. We might have just known all of the ones that he does do it. I think we might have. Jack Napier, that's the Joker. The two Jakes plays JJ Giddies again. I mean, that's... That movie, he was so desperate to get close to his name that he made them call the two Jakes. <laughs> yeah. He's got Jimmy Hopper. Yeah. If that's close. Yeah. Jerry. Come on, this is this is enough this to write a paper on. This was not. I could write a paper That was on not this. a good exercise. Oh, Too well. scary. Too, Too scary. scary. <laughs> well, I wish that paid off more. I wish we just found everyone was called Jack. <laughs> Well, it turns out we don't know Jack. Do you like him in this? Love him in this. Yeah. And I think that is the thing that held up most for me on this rewatch. Mm. I reckon it probably been about 10 years since I'd seen this movie. Um, is that it is the funniest Joker, I'd mm. say. I think this is the funniest version of the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Because it is some... I think this is a really good cartoon portrayal of what this character is. There's um, a comic book from the 50s called The uh, the Red Hood. And this is that. It's the one of the early times there's been like an origin story of the Joker that's been supplied. And that is um, Batman. Uh, there's a lab technician that's trying to escape from Batman who's like involved in some under, under underworld shit. And to escape Batman, he falls into like this vat of like acid and stuff. And then he comes out with his signature look, the green hair, the white skin, the red lips. And then he goes insane to just basically his life's purpose is to get revenge on Batman. Hmm. And so I like this version a lot uh, where this is the only time it happens like this. There's no comic books that deal with it this way where both the Joker or Jack Napier creates Batman and then Batman creates the Joker. Mm. I think that's a that's a really good take uh, in just distilling to the very like bare symbols of what this relationship is. Like they are two sides of the same coin. They without one there cannot be the other. And I think just to have like one cinematic version that distills it to just that very basic symbolism uh, works really well. And then to have this guy be someone that like becomes insane and looks like this. Love that scene where he's fucking getting the plastic surgery from a guy's like, look at yeah. what I'm working with. It's like fucking like toilet brushes and stuff <laughs> coming and shit. And then for him to become insane but see the funny side of it, I think this is the best version of that. 
where he's funny, he's making jokes about his lot in life now, and that's something I can relate to. Uh, really? <laughs> you see yourself in the joke? See myself in it to just go, well, I guess this is what I'm working with. <laughs> May as well make fun of it. Oh, God. Okay, so the only things I really remembered about this movie were mm. all the Joker bits, which yeah. I think speaks uh, volumes about it. Yes. Because Nicholson is... A class act. He's a class act. <laughs> he's one of those guys who is so funny in such a specific mm. way that I don't think anyone else does. <clears throat> Yeah, what he because he he can do comedy, but it's like he's never really playing for the laugh. He's just yeah. being a fucking intense lunatic all the oh, time. I think that's so good. He's not playing for the laugh because it's just entertaining himself. Yeah, and totally. I think that's what works for this version of the Joker because yeah. that's like it, that's the essence of Jack Nicholson. It's a real sadistic, mm. like sarcastic version of the Joker where yeah. he's he never wants to kill. He never, yeah. he never. Sorry, he wants to kill people. But Literally, he never, he never wants to crack the group up. Yeah, he's never trying to make everyone laugh. He yeah. just like literally hopes that they don't get his jokes. Yeah, because I am smarter than you. I'm better. He than wants you. to laugh at himself. Yeah, and uh, it's a crazy performance. Mm. It's so out there. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's probably my. I mean, I haven't rewatched the other ones yet, but I would, I would say. It's probably my favorite one. Really? Yeah, my favorite performance of the Joker. Yeah, because it's I just love Nicholson. I think he fucking rules. He's awesome. He's funny, sexy, cool, the whole bag. <laughs> it's the whole bag. It's the whole man. bag. Um, and I, I, lo- I, like I said, I really like this take on the character. I think it's, I think that the makeup for the Joker in this film is also another thing that's aged really well. Mm. It's terrifying. Mm. Like the way that he's lips are fucked up like yep. just that the way that he smiles kind of like inverted and permanent mm. is really it's such a great detail for this character is that he's always smiling mm. and the when they put the makeup over the white clown face yeah I love that is one of the another one of the scariest things I've ever seen <laughs> when I was a kid when he's wiping it off when he's wiping it off and it's like oh f- I thought that was his normal face but that was the makeup that they put over his like weird clown head yeah it's cool that, I found that really terrifying and especially just seeing what that what that mouth looked like on an otherwise normal looking per- well as normal as Jack Nicholson can yeah, look ahead. yeah do you think if you were to go through a really horrific uh, scarring accident mm. you would also change your fashion sense oh uh, to yeah. distract from to be bigger than well, larger be, than life yeah do you reckon you'd go oh I got this fucked up uh, smiley mouth now I'm gonna start wearing all purple well I think it would be more like hats well I guess I've got green hair None of my clothes go with green hair, so <laughs> I have to go. I have to, you know, just wear purple now, purple yeah. and orange and blue dots and stuff. Yeah, and wear a have a cane. Can I ask you this? Uh huh. Do you think that the Joker, as played by Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. in the world of this movie, in the world of this movie, yeah. met Prince at a purple clothes store, <laughs> and that's when they began collaborating because he has access to exclusive Prince tracks. He's the only guy that has this yeah. that are made for him. Yeah. Like, they're made for him. Oh, hail, New King Town. New King Town. I actually love that song. Me too. It's Party awesome. Man. Party Man's awesome. I have always fantasized about entering a situation to that song with paintbrushes drawn <laughs> on the walls and shit. <laughs> well, I was just like, "This, you know, you uh, by your trade in your lot in life, you have the opportunity to enter to rooms with music, song, yeah. and I've never used it. And every yeah. time I think about that song, I go, "God, I should make that my walk on music yeah. for stand up." Well, I think it's great. Do you think that him and Prince know each other? Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the purple one uh, gave him some of his wardrobe. Do you know that originally, because Danny, Danny Elfman provides the score for this film, yes. it's fucking awesome. I think that's this is the what I know as the Batman yeah, score. Yeah, it's the iconic score. It's either that or... From Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer skull. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a great score. Anyway, what was your point? Um, that originally they wanted to get Prince and MJ to do the score. I think that would have been the greatest album of all time. It would have been awesome. I wish MJ played Two Face in this. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go, let's get your old face back for a one face. half. Yeah, old, old face, face. one half. Um, that actually is. Prince could have been the Riddler. Prince could have absolutely been Riddler. Yeah. Or Catwoman. 
Yeah, yeah. He could have done it. It's exciting. Or Penguin. So, from what I understand, they got uh, they got Prince yeah. to do the soundtrack and stuff. They wanted a theme song because yeah. because Ghostbusters was such a huge yeah. hit and had a pop single release. What was the song from Ghostbusters? I think it's called. Um, I think it's called Sigourney Weaver's theme. Okay, called yeah. Sigourney's theme. Yes, yeah, it's called Ghostbusters. Yeah, um, and also Ghostbusters had the big logo poster, yeah. which then Batman kind of like ripped off with this yeah. one. But didn't Prince then he like refused to let them be released as singles or something? There's some story. Uh, he's there. always weird like that. I think that there's only two movie, two songs in the movie, and then there's one in the credits. Mm. Um, but uh, it was released as an album separate. Yeah, right. But maybe they weren't released as singles. It was like only album. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I love he's that he's quite odd. Yeah, what's he up to now? I think he's the new king in town, and that town's heaven. <laughs> Great, fantastic. I think uh, my favorite moment in this movie, and there's so many, mm. <clears throat> like my my brothers and I always say, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight yeah. to each other? It's yeah. like a go-to yeah. thing, funny thing to say. But my favorite thing that I reckon still made me laugh on this watch is when he's fighting Batman and then he he's begging for him to stop and then he pulls out a pair of glasses and puts them on and says, <laughs> you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? I don't know what that's a reference to, but I think it's so it's funny. It's very funny. It's just silly. Like, it's what? very, very funny. Is, is, do you know if that's a reference to anything? I don't know. You wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? Like, what I is that from? It's so know. good. I don't know. I love it. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? I love that. Great line. Because it's mm. such... Um, the way that it's used as a reveal in this mm. is cool because you don't see the origins of Batman. You don't see Martha and Thomas getting gunned down mm. until after you've already met Joker, Jack Napier. He said, have you ever danced with the devil in pale moonlight? And knowing what this movie is, seen it a hundred times before, mm. seeing uh, Bruce Wayne hear him say that mm. and seeing that performance from Michael Keaton of him going like, what did you just say? And he's like, oh, it's something I just say. Yeah. I love that he's like, yeah, that's something I just say. And it's like a haunting line. Like, have you ever danced with the pale devil in the pale moonlight? That's a fucking scary line. It's <laughs> yeah. so cool. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, it just sounds cool to me. And that's words that have haunted him his whole life. You find out later when you see the flashback and it's like this weird, like out of, out, like a mystery that you didn't know you were watching unfold. Yeah. And then when it comes up again, you see like the flashback and it's just told very symbolically just through the fucking pearls falling and stuff like that. I think is, I think that's like a cool masterstroke for this having like a secret origin movie inside of it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I really love this movie. I think it's important to me. Uh, formatively, but I think it's more to do with just this. I think this might be one of the most Tim Burton movies in that it wears its references on its sleeve in such a like great way to create something new because it's like Gotham is so atmospheric in this, whereas Gotham does not have an identity in the 1966 movie. We didn't even talk about this it at like all. looks like San Fran or something. This looks like San Francisco. looks like a party city. Yeah. And then it here, looks more fun. It looks more fun. I would party there. I'd love to go there. Yeah, it's whereas, all daylight. It's the all daylight. Time. They don't have a night time. Yeah. They couldn't fucking... They had to shoot day for night for it, I'm sure. <laughs> but in this, it's like... It's early. There's no daytime in this movie, basically, yeah. and to have Gotham be this weird, like, very surreal looking, like something that's straight out of like Cabin of Dr. Caligari or Metropolis, like fully German expressionism, just coming to life again in the 1980s. And I was reading a quote from the production designer where he said, um, "This is a paraphrase. I can't remember exactly, but we wanted to look like." Uh, to personify and to uh, Im- express symbolically that Gotham is a city ruled by crime. And mm. so we want to make what show what a city would look like if there's no regulations to how things are built. Mm. And so it's like, you know, buildings are shaped weird. They're like spurting out of each other and stuff like that. And to show that there's no real order to this city at all. And to create it in that kind of like, that like those big blocks of like, you know, fascistic architecture of like 1930s Germany and stuff mm. I think just works so well for something like this it is a really good looking Gotham to create that real art deco vibe yeah. to go like yes this is a story that's entrenched in the darkness of 1930s in that's where Batman's born Batman's 80 years old this year 1939 Shit. man 
Fucking be pissing his pants and shit. <laughs> if I was to get up a few times a night to freaking piss. <laughs> I think uh, of the Burton ones, I really, I really like Returns. Love uh, Returns. The design of Returns yeah. better. I like that it's got this. It's got the continuation of what you see mm. in the first one. With circus elements there's in this it. With circusy stuff, there's this really 80s, 90s, kind of mm. early 90s aesthetic there with yeah. those big glass offices of the yeah. Christopher Walken look. I love in. Christopher Walken. That weird Felix the cat head and yeah. stuff like that. I, I think I prefer that. And you know what? I mean, looking back on it, it's veering closer towards the territory of the Schumacher thing mm. where it's all unnecessary neon and black yeah. light everywhere and all the graffiti is done in glow in the dark paint yeah. and stuff, oh. which is kind of, I think it's cr- so crazy. That that's yeah. why I like it. It's yeah. like watching. It's so a weird. Fucking pop art. I think it's different. It's, I find it weird that you like the Schumacher ones and I don't like, that feels like the opposite <laughs> because I'm always the one that's more drawn to like fucking stupid camp aesthetic. Yeah. And then you're the one that likes to roam in the darkness. I, and then we flipped. <laughs> not... We flipped. <laughs> no. You love dark movies. That's not true. I only like Donnie Darko. That's your favorite movie. That's my favorite movie. My second favorite movie is Dark World. Yeah, and so far I'm seeing a trend. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You said Dark World, Dark City. You love that. You love, I love the dark crow. City. I love the crow. You dress as a crow every year for Mufti Day. I do. I do. Not for Halloween, but for no. Mufti Day. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. work. For Halloween, I dressed as Jack Skellington. Every yeah, year. you love that shit. Yeah, you yeah. love um, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> you love that. I just really look. I re- just really like those Schumacher ones. Mm. I think it's because I was a kid when I saw them. You know? Yeah, and I, I just find them very fun and stupid. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Let's give our final summation on the Joker. Mm. Jack Nicholson's Joker. Is he hot or not? I think he is. Maybe the sexiest version of the Joker thus far. I don't know, actually. I'm Sexier really thinking, than the Latin from Manhattan? I'm trying to think honestly, because I was like, no, Cesar Romero is kind of... He's They're sexy. Hot, he's a Latin lover. Isn't every Joker hot? Yeah, have they ever cast an ugly guy's Joker? Maybe Jack Nicholson is the ugliest Joker. <laughs> I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix is ugly. No, he's not. He's handsome. Are you serious? Yeah. What is a movie where he's hot? Like all of them. He's like handsome. He was <laughs> Johnny Cash. Dude, I don't know. Sake. Parenthood. Two the lovers. Yeah, two lovers. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Because I always think the of master. like he's got some sexiness, even though he's like a little hell? goblin in he's that. See the master. <laughs> he's got sex appeal. I always think of new uh, Joaquin. I'm thinking of like um, scraggly ass. I was scraggly. Ass. <laughs> yeah, you. What's that movie called? You've never really heard of me or whatever. Oh yeah. You've never really. There. I was never really. There, you were never really there. It's a new one, and I'm not here. Yeah, those two, hot I'm not there. I'm not there, man. Hot, big beard, <sighs> not. He's no. got the big beard. I don't think it looks cool. You're an idiot. Imagine if Joke had a big green beard, that'd be weird. <laughs> oh, god, I think that this movie rules. I think that is a classic. I think that its impact on cinema is undeniable. Because if you look at this, if you're a producer and you see how big this movie went and you're like, wow, kids are really flipping out for this Batman, this Batman movie. Fuck, what am I going to do? Well, why don't I just buy up every other 1930s <laughs> property? Let's get Dick Tracy let's out there. Let's make the Phantom. Let's, let's make, make Dick Tracy. Let's make this fucking, the what's the one with Alec Baldwin? Uh, the Shadow. The Shadow? No, is it? Yeah, The Shadow. The Shadow. The shadow. Oh, I, uh, I just read that. Warren Beatty book star Mm, um, and uh, there's a big chunk of the book is about how he spent years making Dick Tracy because of the success of Batman he was like it's going to be huge everyone loved Batman and then when it came out it did such terrible business um, that the head of whatever studio (laughs) put it out Paramount wrote a 20-page essay that he delivered as a memo to everyone at the oh studio about why they should never make comic book movies again. Wow. And he was just like, Dick Tracy... Dick Tracy got Oscars. fucking shit of it? I think it got nominated. He got nominated. I think it won Best Song for the Madonna yeah, yeah. sooner Breathless. or later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Ro- and fucking Al Pacino got an Oscar nomination for Dick Tracy. Well, look, he's one of the greats, but he's a better actor than Warren Beatty. Big boy Caprice. Who is... Oh, uh, I love Dick Tracy. Just kidding, I hate 
hate him. He's my enemy. But everyone, like Warren Beatty was blown away that no one flocked out to see Dick Tracy because he just didn't get that it was superheroes they Isn't liked. Isn't that insane? Not the fact that it was a 30s comic strip adaptation. It doesn't happen until like fucking X-Men and Spider-Man that they yep. cotton on like, oh, people like superheroes. It's heroes, not just something from 1930s a 1930s detective <laughs> yeah, comics. what the fuck, yeah. It's like, what oh, the God. hell were you smoking back then? Oh, poor Warren Beatty. What a fucking idiot. Oh, God, at least he was getting laid. That's true. He was getting laid. And that was around the time that he stopped getting laid and started getting married. <laughs> And we thank you, Annette, every day. Yeah, she tamed the beast. Yeah, Annette Benning, who tamed the Hollywood's greatest Lothario. And you know what? Number two, probably Jack Nicholson. And no one ever and tamed him. And they were neighbours. No yeah. one ever tamed him. Lara Flynn Boyle for a few minutes. Yeah, a couple Lara of minutes. Lara Flynn for Boyle sure. for a few minutes. Uh, Angelica Houston for a few years. Absolutely. That was the closest they ever came to, being, to tying, to the tying knot. down. But then he he's just like, no, nah, I'm going to be old, fat, bald, disgusting. Yeah. I wonder for the rest what happens life. to him now. Because he hasn't been in a movie for a long-ass time. I, I kind of like the way he slowly retired. He just retreated. Yeah. He this... made the bucket list. He said, I'll never make a better movie than this. <laughs> and so he, he was right. Because the next and last movie he made was that James L. Brooks movie. What was that? What was called um, How Do You Know? Oh, what's that? It's, you don't know How Do You Know? No. It is... Like, it destroyed movies. It's James L. Brooks. He got his pal Jack back in. It stars Owen Wilson, Paul Rudd, and Reese Witherspoon. And all of these actors, including Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson got paid like $40 million for this movie. <laughs> Reese got 20 Owen got so-and-so. Paul Rudd got like 5 And it's like just a romantic comedy. And it's like no movies ever get money because they blew it all on this one movie (laughs) that no one knows exists. You don't know it exists and you're a cinephile. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. It came out to a whimper. Oh, boy. It did not make its money back. Well, look, uh, Nicholson is one of the great untamed uh, wild men of Mm. cinema. And I think he gives a fantastic performance here. He earned his top billing. Yeah. But I don't think the movie is great. Oh, and I think uh, you goodness. can you can say it's a classic. You can say it's, it's a classic. Yes. You can say it's changed cinema. Yes, I think it's uh, boring, drab. I think movie. it can be. I would not disagree that there are parts that are boring. Most of it. When Robert Wall's not on screen, <laughs> I'm bored out of my freaking gourd. I'm bored out of my wall. Watching that movie. You know, people say in like a derivative way, like I'd I'd, I'd rather watch the wall. I actually would rather watch Robert Wall. Yeah, I'd rather watch freaking paint dry on a Robert on Wall. On Robert Wall than watch this movie again. Because it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's really hilarious. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. I like this movie. I'm upset that you don't love it. What are we gonna, What are we got next? Up next, we're going to be diving into a true classic as well. A movie that, once again, defines cinema, for better or for worse. We're going to be talking about Christopher Nolan's can I ask you a question, actually? Mm. Have you heard Dance of Christian Bale in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you heard Dance of Christian Bale? <laughs> no. Christian Bale movie. I've never seen I'm trying to write the way to Have you ever danced with the devil in Christian Bale Moonlight? Have you ever danced with Christian Bale Moonlight? Have you danced with the devil in Christian Bale's Moonlight? No, I haven't. All right, I'll cut the rest out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well. Next week, you probably will because okay. he is the star of the movie The Dark Knight. He's the titular character of mm-hmm. The Dark Knight. Um, the first time Batman this was sounds not like my used. alley. I really like dark movies. You do you love dark <laughs> movies, and this trilogy is quite dark. Okay. And uh, it's the first time Batman is not used in the title of a Batman movie. They were like, okay, we can still sell it. Much like when Star Trek made a series called Enterprise without Star Trek in the title. They're like, what's another word closely associated with our franchise? We can just call it that. Wow, it'd be like if Austin Powers made a movie uh, just called Shagadelic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, what else would it be? Groovy. Well, I mean, if you see a movie called Groovy, you're like, well, Austin's in this, I reckon. (laughs) 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 <laughs> well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that one. That yeah, I can't. It yeah. really, really defined my whole life. You modelled your whole life on, on these Joker. two movies. Yeah, on Joker. I was like, well, may as well get into comedy. If, if the world's so fucked up, may as well laugh with it while it goes down. 
<laughs> so that's good. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. And then after that, we're doing... Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, we're doing... Joker. Uh-huh. And then in between that, on patreon.com slash total reboot for mm-hmm. five bucks a month. We're going to do one of the animated ones. What's it called? It's called Mask of the Phantasm. It was released in cinemas. It's like a high quality animation that is spawned from the Batman animated series, which is spawned from Batman Tim Burton style movies. Okay. And then we're also doing Lego Batman, yep. which has the jokester in it. Yeah. It has Zach Galifianakis. Mm. As the jerk master. Good casting. I think he's funny, so. Never seen it. So I haven't oh, seen Cammy, either of them. So you will love Lego that. Joker movie unless it brings up painful memories <laughs> of you working on <laughs> Walking with Dinosaurs. So if you want to hear that, subscribe to our Patreon, $5 a mm-hmm. month. You get exclusive access to the secret Facebook group, which uh-huh. is amazing. It's amazing. We have great conversations in there. Yeah, and sometimes arguments. Like, sometimes I might post, you know, Shoemaker's better than Burton. And I say, heck to the nope, you suck and I fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at I'm Cameron James. I'm at This Is Alexi. And come to our live show on October 5. October 5, Staves Brewery. Powerbomb Comedy Festival. Tickets are available in the show notes. They're pretty cheap. Um, We've also got a two-for-one deal if you're a Patreon subscriber. So if you want that and you don't know the code, it's up there. You can ask me as well. Yeah, in the private group. In a private group. Um, Cameron, closing us out this week. Yeah. I would love you to do a rumination of comedy. Oh, my God. Because of the Joker. Because of the Joker, the world's most Mm. famous comedian. Okay, all right. I think it is the... The responsibility of the comedian yep. to hold up a mirror and to reflect society back at itself okay. and go, look how fucked up you all are, but also look how beautiful you all are. Mm, wow. And then sometimes if you're a particularly twisted fuck, you take that <laughs> mirror and mm. you smash it mm. and you cackle loudly and you walk off into the yeah. darkness. You're like, what's the point? Yeah, I actually love comedy. I think it's the funnest thing you can uh, experience to laugh. I think it's so funny to laugh. (laughs) You think it's funny to laugh? Yes, funniest thing you can do is laugh. Oh, okay. What, you didn't think so? I think the funniest you can do is to fart. (laughs) Well, that's also really funny. What do you think is funnier, laughing or farting? Mm, Laughing at a fart that you just did. (sighs) Hey, man. I respect that here. I respect the hustle. And I'll see you next week. Peace out, dude. And to that, good night.